Manoj Kumar is the National Clinical Lead for the Scottish Mortality and Morbidity Programme at Healthcare Improvement Scotland. Manoj, tell us about some of the problems and challenges that inspired your work on mortality and morbidity and safety reviews. Um, so thanks, Andre. The thing that initially um, inspired me was the fact that bad things happen in healthcare, um, you know, and they're often caused by uh, multiple um, weaknesses, if you like, within the system. Uh, the biggest challenge we have is that often um, we fall into this trap of waiting for something catastrophic to happen before we actually put our resources to try and address the problem. Um, when in actual fact, if you were to speak to most colleagues who are doing the work or involved in the care of a patient, um, they may actually well be aware of the weaknesses within the system. Uh, this concept of mortality and morbidity meetings is not just limited to mortality and morbidity. You know, we can talk about care that's gone well. We can talk about complaints, feedback, um, and allow the teams to not just identify those weaknesses but address them in a timely manner um, to prevent these things from actually reaching something catastrophic or becoming a headline, if you like. Um, there is. Uh, there is this key point that at the end of all this is a patient. Uh, there is a patient who have got loved ones um, and how it impacts them. And it doesn't end there. It, you know, it impacts the doctors, the nurses, the AHPs, um, everyone, the porters who've actually been involved in the care of the patient. And it impacts them significantly. And I think we owe it not just to our staff, but especially to our patients to make sure we actually get this right and try and address these weaknesses when we have an opportunity to do so in a timely manner. And you cited in your talk a couple of recent surveys of health staff which shows that um, people working in the NHS just don't feel confident to kind of pipe up and, and mention when these problems occur. You also said in your talk that safety reviews need the right culture to make change. Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, so before I give you an example, we have to understand that culture is the end product of our system we work in. Um, You know, if you have a system that you've designed that uh, encourages blame, that doesn't apply concepts of human factors or ergonomics or a systems approach and identifying why this has happened, um, people are generally going to feel apprehensive about reporting, uh, never mind discussing these cases. Um, for us to actually change that culture, we need to make sure that we, one, empower uh, members of staff to speak up, but also, more importantly, ensure that we've got a knowledgeable workforce who understands uh, the concept of why things go well and they don't. And then we have to complement that with the right systems, you know, in the organisation, effective IT systems that allows you to report efficiently, um, but more importantly, a system that provides an organisational memory so that you know what's happened and use that to learn, use that to teach, to train, to conduct simulation. And ultimately, the most important thing also, have a system that allows you, um, uh, uh, that, that the mechanism, if you like, to share these output with patients of the next of kin uh, to reassure them that, you know, as an organisation, we are acting on their concerns and we are changing. That was a really good question from the floor, which I'm going to ask you again because your response was really good. Um, you know, this is all well and good, fair enough, but it's a massive drain. Doing these M&M reviews, doing these safety reviews is a massive drain on the time of staff. So what can organisations do to kind of take up some of that strain? 
So we have to remember when we talk about cost, the cost of doing these things, we have to remember the cost of not doing these things. Um, you know, you, you can't put a cost. You can't put a cost on a complication that affects somebody. You can't put a cost on a debt that potentially may have been um, avoidable. Um, and we have to remember that. And, and, and when we talk about cost, once again, that the fact that we have such team-based safety reviews or M&Ms already in existence in most organisations, in most departments, because historically clinicians or teams have um, realised that they need to have some form of forum of learning. So these things are already in existence. The need for it to be structured, for it to be standardised, uh, is vital because it allows that governance oversight. Uh, but more importantly, it allows uh, clinical leaders um, to identify areas of weaknesses at a timely manner so that they can actually put the right resource to correct it rather than waiting for catastrophic events or something to hit the headlines. Um, so I think it's important when we actually talk about cause actually have to understand that doing or involving colleagues in this process, making it standardised, uh, making it uh, as part of what we do every day, um, fire, it's, it's, it's far cheaper than having to do an expensive external review or an investigative process. This is obviously a message that chimes with the people, the delegates here. You had a few hundred people in your room at quarter past eight on a Thursday morning here in Glasgow, so congratulations. Yes, thank you. Yes, I was inspired by all of them. And once again, I guess a key thing is none of this would have been possible without the collective effort of, of a wider group, especially colleagues who are working in its various organisations who saw value in this and who've been working hard to make sure that it actually, um, you know, that, that they actually progress this critical piece of work. Thank you.